WGN Radio's daily conversation about the life of business and the business of life. This is the opening bell with Steve Grzanich on 720 WGN. It's 5.09 and it is Thursday, January 14th, 2016. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the program. We have a big show for you today. Another day of volatility in the markets yesterday. The Dow Jones Industrials falling 365 points. That's about 2.2% to 16,151. The S&P 500 fell 48 points. The uh, NASDAQ was also off 160 points or about 3.4%. 45.26 was the close there. The close on the S&P, by the way was 1890. We want to get right to our first guest this morning, Paul Nolte, who really is one of the best portfolio managers around. Uh, You're sort of the go-to guy when we see these arrows go down. Welcome to the opening bell. Should we be panicking right now? Uh, No, I think the time to panic is well past. Uh, We're probably in the fourth or fifth inning, if you will, of this correction that we're seeing uh, that really started back in May. So if you look at a time frame, corrections normally are going to last a year, maybe as long as a year and a half, uh, and maybe take the market down anywhere between 10 and 20%. So I think really now is where you want to be getting your shopping list together, uh, more so than trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff. Paul, by the way, is a portfolio manager at Kingsview Asset Management uh, with uh, an office here in Chicago. Um, what's driving all of these markets down? Really, it's a combination of things. Uh, One is obviously China, and we've talked about China now for the past two or three years. Are they slowing? How much are they slowing? Can you believe the information that's coming out of China? Uh, But really, our tell on that is when you look at commodity prices, Uh, and it's not just energy. You look at the agricultural commodities. You look at lumber, metals, copper, et cetera. All of them over the last couple of years have gone down fairly dramatically, and that's an indication of overall global demand. And global demand is really has not been all that great. So we're looking at GDP growth globally, one, maybe 2%. So not robust, uh, which argues for uh, potentially lower equity prices uh, because it's not going to flow through to earnings. I mean, it's the companies need economic growth in order to get earnings to get higher stock prices. And if earnings are flat, it's going to be kind of hard to justify higher stock prices. There's some big earnings coming out this week, right? And next week as we well. We just got started with earnings season. You'll see a couple banks coming out with their big earnings uh, later on this uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, we're we'll be in the middle of earnings season starting next week. Uh, I the, the oil uh, is is one that uh, the, uh, let's see the futures are trading uh, up uh, just a little bit this morning, but still thirty one dollars a barrel. And uh, that's you know I heard earlier this week somebody say that we might see sixteen dollars a barrel next by next year, maybe even $10 a barrel. Uh, how is that going to impact the world economy? Uh, it will not be good for the world economy. Again, realize that a lot of the spending that goes on, capital formation, et cetera, a lot of that comes out of the energy sector. So when you're talking about uh, capital expenditures, big projects, et cetera, a lot of that is driven by energy. Um, so with lower energy prices, uh, you're seeing some companies struggle uh, you may see a bankruptcy or two, um, not among the majors, uh, but maybe some of the, the mid-tier, lower-tier energy companies, mining companies maybe. Um, and certainly we're seeing stresses in the bond market when you look at the debt for a lot of these companies. Uh, they're struggling at this point. So obviously $10, especially if it stays there for a while, um, is going to be very detrimental to 
to their companies. But good for the rest of us, because it could be 99 cents a gallon of gas. Well, potentially, but we're not seeing the pickup in retail sales. Mm-hmm. You know, so if the consumer is doing, you know, if we're getting that benefit from, from lower energy prices, it's not flowing through to other parts of the economy. So you're not seeing it in the Macy's and the Walmarts of the world. Should we be watching these numbers moment by moment, be nervous like this? Um, if you want to maintain your health and, and good looks, probably not. <laughs> um, it's, it is worrisome. Uh, what bothers me a little bit this morning is I would have expected after yesterday's dump that we would see some type of a rebound. And the fact that we're not getting one uh, indicates there's still more downside in the short term. But I think what you're seeing now is you're starting to see some value coming back in the market. You're getting some companies now that are selling reasonably priced. Um, so it, like I said before, it's probably a good time to get your shopping list together. And so when somebody calls you and says, Paul, what should I do? Um, it, it, are there, sit by the sidelines or be what, what's your advice? Well, it, again, it kind of depends on where you're at. With a lot of our clients, we're sitting in a little bit more cash now, a little bit more fixed income than we normally would be. So we're looking for those opportunities to get back in the markets. We're playing a little more defensive game. I mean, again, because the markets are as squirrely as they are right now, um, it doesn't make sense to get real aggressive just yet. Um, so again, a conservative approach to the market, I think is makes sense at this point until the dust clears a little bit. Are there any, uh, any stocks that you like any, any ones that uh, in particular that, uh, have some promise? Well, I mean, there's this little company called Apple, I think, which will, which uh, is doing reasonably well. There's concerns now that they're cutting back some of the production in one of their iPhones, but that's kind of a normal for them as they get into production of the new iPhones. Um, but they're generating a ton of cash. They're paying out a nice dividend. They're bra- raising their dividend, buying back stock. Um, so again, from a technology perspective, they make a lot of sense. When you take a look at a lot of the consumer stocks, a Kellogg's, a Philip Morris, those types of companies, no matter what the economy is doing, you're going to get sales and people are going to be buying stuff in the same way for a CVS. Uh, those types of companies, I think, make sense. They'll do fine no matter what the economy is doing. Um, and it's something that you can uh, certainly live with as we go through this period. Uh, and what's your prediction for the year? I, mean, I, I hate asking people to make predictions because it's so difficult. But what what do you think we're going to see? I mean, you briefly earlier mentioned retail. Macy's had a horrible holiday sales uh, year. Uh, Gap wasn't so hot. Uh, what do you see for the for the coming year? Well, I mean, you know, that's part of the reason why I write a weekly commentary. Um, it allows me to predict every week, so I can change my uh, change my mind as the markets change. Um, Really, I think we're going to be seeing a, a, a very similar to year to what we've uh, just been through with uh, 2015. Relatively flat with a lot of excitement. Um, so uh, as, we, as we say, uh, interestingly sideways uh, would be the year. How uh, important is it, uh, how impactful is it that this is an election year? It has some impact. The fact that we're, uh, we're going to elect a new president no matter what has a little bit of an impact uh, but normally you see years, uh, an election year, pre-election year, uh, the party in power wants to stay in power. Um, so they will tend to do a lot more um, fiscal policy, a lot more spending to juice the economy to make it look good so they can get reelected. So historically, at least the year before the election and the election year tend to be good for the markets. And then the two years following the election is when they raise taxes and do all those things that voters forget about come election time. 
those tend to be the the worst years for the markets. What are the landmines, potential landmines that we we haven't talked about that could blow up? Uh, the landmines are there's really two. One is the Fed. Uh, the Fed has gone and raised rates, and and uh, they're certainly talking a lot about raising rates four more times this year. Um, and then there's a policy error. And, you know, that that's a, uh, an unknown at this point. But certainly the Fed that's being out there talking about raising rates uh, it gives the market a little concern. We're the only ones raising rates around the world. So uh, it's, it's again, kind of a concern for uh, investors. Yeah, they've uh, said they're going to do it several times. I don't know about that. I that it, makes me nervous. It, it, you know, the first time that they've done it, they they want to raise, get back to something that passes for normal. Um, the problem is right now, is, again, we're overwhelmed with debt, not just here in the United States, but around the world. And as you raise those prices, you raise those yields up, uh, the cost of servicing that debt goes up an awful lot. And uh, that's going to be a, an issue going forward. Paul Nolte, one of the senior uh, portfolio managers at Kingsview Asset Management in Chicago. Very good of you to get up this morning and be with us on the opening bell. And Happy New Year, and hopefully we can stay in touch with We're you. We're looking through. forward to a Happy New Year. So far, it's been a rough go. Thank you very much.